Hi, and welcome to the Turbulent World with me, James M. Dorsey, as your host. Syrian President Bashar al-Assad has put restoration of control of all of Syria at the core of efforts to manage multiple Middle Eastern rivalries that often play out in his war-ravaged country. Mr. al-Assad's demand means different things to different parties. For a group of Arab countries led by Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, it means returning Syria to the Arab fold as part of a bid to dial back Iranian influence, reduce drug smuggling, and return Syrian refugees and internally displaced persons to their homes. At least 7 million people have fled Syria or been internally displaced since Mr. al-Assad sparked a civil war with his brutal crackdown in 2011 on anti-government protesters. In response, the 22-member Arab League suspended Syrian membership. Mr. al-Assad's unwillingness to compromise on restoring his control has convinced some Arab countries that treating him as a pariah has failed to produce the desired results. As a result, countries like Jordan, Egypt, and Iraq joined the UAE and Saudi Arabia in engaging with Mr. al-Assad without holding him accountable for his conduct in the civil war. Meeting in Amman this week, the foreign ministers of Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Egypt, and Iraq joined their Syrian counterpart in demanding the restoration of the al-Assad government's sovereignty in all of Syria, strengthening Syrian government institutions, and ending operations by armed groups and militant organizations on Syrian soil. The ministers also called for an end to foreign interference in Syria. For Mr. al-Assad, that means U.S.-backed armed Kurdish groups, jihadists, Turkish-backed militants in northern Syria, and Turkish and U.S. forces. The Gulf states would also include Iranian forces and aligned groups, which Mr. al-Assad views alongside the Russian military as invited by the government. Russian-mediated talks between senior Turkish and Syrian officials that also involve Iranian representatives have so far failed to lead to a meeting between Mr. al-Assad and Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. The deputy foreign ministers of the four countries met in Moscow last week to draft a roadmap for a meeting between the Syrian and Turkish leaders. A Turkish-Syrian summit is likely to figure prominently during Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi's visit to Damascus this week. Until recently, Mr. Erdogan demanded the removal of Mr. al-Assad, supported Syrian opposition groups, and sought to prevent Syrian Kurds from carving out an autonomous region on Turkey's border. Mr. al-Assad has made a meeting with the Turkish leader conditional on Turkey's willingness to withdraw its military from northern Syria and restore the situation that prevailed before the Syrian war. Turkey has deployed thousands of troops in northern Syria, preventing the Russian-backed Syrian army from retaking the region. Progress in Turkish-Syrian talks could depend on the outcome of hard-fought presidential 
and parliamentary elections in Turkey on May 14, that according to opinion polls, promised to be a close race. Also complicating Syria's stabilization is Israel, the joker in the pact. Israel is unlikely to hold its attacks on Iranian positions and operations of Hezbollah, the Iranian-backed Lebanese Shia militia in Syria. As a result, the Arab states caving into Mr. al-Assad's demand is likely to produce, at the most, a limited quid pro quo. Expressing opposition to Mr. al-Assad's return to the Arab fold, Guthrie Prime Minister Mohammed bin Abdulrahman al Thani noted that there were reasons for the suspension of Syria from the Arab League and the boycott of the Syrian regime in that time. And these reasons still exist. The war has stopped, but Syrian people are still displaced. There are innocent people in prisons. There are many things. With Arab leaders concerned that pressing Mr. al-Assad to hold officials accountable for wartime abuses, loosen the political reins, genuinely engage with opposition groups, and release thousands from prison, would focus attention on their own autocracies and tarnished human rights records, addressing the refugee crisis is unlikely to produce results anytime soon. Moreover, encouraging refugees to return and persuading Mr. al-Assad to distance himself from Iran would entail significant investment in Syria's reconstruction. That is likely to be hampered by U.S. sanctions that will remain in place even if the Syrian leader returns to the Arab fold. Without significant investment, few refugees will likely return to a country where an estimated 90% of the population lives under the poverty line. The local currency is devalued by 75%, and inflation is running at an estimated 55%. As a result, drug smuggling may be one area where substantial results are achievable. This week, Jordan's foreign ministry said that Syria had agreed at the meeting in Amman to take steps to end drug smuggling, a reference to Captagon, a highly addictive amphetamine. Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Jordan, Iraq, Lebanon, and Greece have intercepted large amounts of Captagon manufactured in Syria. The production and illegal export of the drug worth an estimated $50 billion a year, has become an economic lifeline for Mr. al-Assad's regime. U.S. Assistant Secretary of State for Near Eastern Affairs, Barbara Leaf, acknowledged that drug smuggling might be the major concession Arab states can wrest from Mr. al-Assad. Our approach is to say, make sure you get something for that engagement and I would put ending the Captagon trade right at the top alongside providing relief to the Syrian people from the terrible decade of oppression that they've suffered, Mrs. Leaf said. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Diplomats, policymakers, investors, executives, journalists, and academics listen to my twice-weekly podcast and or read my syndicated newsletter 
that is republished by media across the globe. Maintaining free distribution ensures that the podcast and newsletter have maximum impact. Paid subscribers help me cover the monthly cost of producing the newsletter and podcast. Please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You can do so by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Or support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash soccer. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you. Take care and best wishes.